Good afternoon. You're listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We're streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to your Facebook page and look up New Haven Independent or go to slash New Haven Independent. You can also hit C first to see and hear all the great programming that we have here on WNHH. You can also listen to and watch Cannabis Corner Radio on ProCannabisMedia.com and Green Haven Media. All right. It is Monday, August the 14th. 2023. Welcome to Cannabis Corner. I am your host, Joe LaChance, and I am joined by, as usual, my illustrious co-host, Uncle Lou, Farmer Lou. How are you today, my friend? How's it going, good brother? You know, doing well, pushing through another day along the journey that we call life, and it's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean, Joe? It is. It is. Life is beautiful as long as you make it that way. You are 100% correct. <laughs> a lot of times people will push for, for life not to be joyous or at least celebrating the small things, you know. Um, right. I spend a lot of time working and, you know, you spend a lot of time working and we don't really get the opportunity to celebrate very often. So sometimes we forget about those things. But I want to give a huge Shout out to this weekend, the uh, New Haven Puerto Rican Festival went on, and um, that was a really cool thing. And everybody knows that there's a lot of Latinos associated with the show, and it's a great time. And they host it right in downtown New Haven. A little bit of on the green, a little bit of rain, but nothing that doesn't stop anybody from a festivity. If you've ever been no, to no, Puerto no. Rico, <laughs> if you ever been to Puerto they're Rico, they're used to it down here, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they party uh, in the rain. It don't matter. So you understand a couple minutes of rain doesn't stop anything, especially when you're from the island. Um, we're very used to 15, 20 minute bouts of rain. But the uh, big shout out to that organization. They really did do a great job and uh, bring some great musical acts. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. There's a couple more um, festivals going on that, you know, uh, there was also the West Indian Festival in Hartford. There's also coming up from Zayas Law. They're doing a... Uh, a rumbero festival, so a lot of rumba music, which is very similar to salsa, the origin of a lot of uh, a lot of dances and styles of music in the Caribbean and South America. So I'm really excited about that. The summer's not over yet, Joe, and that's what I'm. No, to I'm say. very summer's happy to be over. coming back to celebrate the end of the summer. I will be there for Labor Day. So I'm looking forward to seeing all my friends out there, especially this weekend. There's a ton of events going on as well, too. I know you're going to be participating in one um, with Something Wolfie, correct? Correct. I so Something Wolfie is a multi-community impact organization that's, that has seasonal missions for different causes. So they're a great group. We've worked with them for a while now. We've done a lot of things with them. Um, they have was on the show. Denise They've was on the show on the about show. a month ago. Yep. yep. So right now we are raising a scholarship to help students who are unable to afford the rising cost of college. 
Please join us August 20th to help raise funds for the Fairfield Emerging Leaders Organization Scholarship Program to help get more students to college. Our event will have many activities for kids and adults from young from the young area, tie-dyes, crafts, bounce house, and face paintings with adult trained adults to oversee and supervise while the parents can enjoy some of the adult activities such as uh, a cigar lounge, axe throwing, and a bunch of other cool vendors that are there to set up. So this is down at Captain's Cove this weekend, and we're really excited. Norlis Botanicals will be there just uh, collecting information. And that's one thing. Fairfield, um, Fairfield goes all the way up to Bridgeport. So when right. you think about that, you have to remember that Bridgeport is part of Fairfield County. So there's a lot of things going on in the area in Bridgeport that we have to take care of. And, you know, bridging yes. those gaps between lower Fairfield and upper Fairfield is very hard at times. No, but I know the area well. I uh, I grew up down there. I grew up in Bridgeport, and I know that it's like the Black Rock area, right in there, uh, in between where it turns from Fairfield to Bridgeport. It's almost like two different cities, you know. Um, yeah, and you and got it's the a, same yeah. city. Yeah, it's the same city. People, and there's a lot of young people who need help moving into the higher education space, and there's a lot of young leaders who are really pushing forward. So this is going to be a great opportunity to do something like that. Then there's also another, this, this show, this show is going to have a whole bunch of things coming on this weekend. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Kristen uh, is coming on in a little while to talk about an event in New Haven and, and Middletown, Middletown, right. Middletown. And then there's and we'll uh, also be represented there. Uh, the big, the big thing is with Norlis down, just trying to grab some information, um, you know, as we open up and do things and as more people, start opening up more adult use hybrid facilities are starting to open up that uh -huh. that bringing to bringing to light comes a long way you know what i mean well yeah but speaking of that um you were talking about bridgeport uh and you want to support the bridgeport community because you uh your cultivation facility will be located in bridgeport right so i saw that the nautilus botanicals family is expanding again we are this, trying, Joe. We are working trying. on it. I know you're outed by Jason, so I just wanted to mention it real, real quick. Actually, we're outed by the advocate, right? Yeah. Uh, I know you're trying to keep that low, but we wish you much luck in that endeavor, and I'll leave it at that. But I'm no, very happy to it. see. So very happy idea, to see that. Thank you, brother. The idea is that Stanford is the next location along the corridor. We, we have, spoke of that, right? Yeah, we're just looking to do Stanford. We're in Bridgeport, and then we're in New Haven. Um, that's perfect. So we're really excited about that, and that's kind of keeping it in that central area of where we've all kind of located ourselves realistically up and down the I-95, uh, 91 corridor, and just, just trying to put a face to the adult-use cannabis market. There's a lot of people who are coming in. I'm really excited about all the people that are in the space. Big shout-out to Kibra. Big shout-out to Jocelyn. Janice, um, Kiana, yeah, uh, Kiana, and Tiana, and all these individuals who are doing it, and we're all facing a ton of roadblocks and ton of issues that that a lot of us just don't have the funding. A lot of us don't have a lot of those connections that are there. So we're we're pushing through where we can, and it's taking time. But we're really excited about that, and um, just taking part in the in the process. So with this opportunity, with something woofy. <laughs> And others that are coming up because we also have the community um, uh, school supply drive in Westville that we're doing as well with the Westville Community Right, Center. you told me about that. Yeah, um, yeah. 
So this week we'll also be collecting actively. We're collecting school supplies and stuff to fill backpacks and other things that can be used for the students of our New Haven community over on Westville through the community center. And they'll be collecting things all the way up to next week, giving them out to students, giving them out to kids. Uh, I have a big old delivery coming from one of the, you know, big box stores that we bought a ton of supplies at and they're being shipped over to the, to the community center because the biggest thing about this is not necessarily dollars you know we no, know it's, how to do things. It's, it's about it's, literally getting the things that are needed you know into the um, community directly into their hands right so that's important you know, not just giving money you're giving the goods that are going to go directly to the kids I think and that, that's and, great. And shout out to all the legacy individuals doing the exact same thing. You'll see a lot of those pop up all over the place. We're not trying to. There's get one going in on in Hamden. We mentioned right. last week. Um, I think this is all great. And I'm very happy to, to be able to come back and to experience it with all you guys and lend a hand wherever I can. Uh, I think it's great, Lou, what you're doing. You, we talked about Stanford being underserved and you went right out and acted on it. I mean, it's awesome. I think maybe we talked about it because you already knew. But um, yeah. I think that's great. You've got Stanford, Bridgeport, New Haven covered. And those areas are areas that were specifically impacted by the war on drugs. You are truly one of the guys who are really representing the community very, very well. And I just want to thank you for that. And it's a pleasure and an honor to be your co-host for all these years, your friend and your business associate. So Lou, that's my piece. I will leave it at that. Um, but I've, I'm always very excited to see the great news coming out about you, Lou. I so, appreciate uh, it. It's a humbling time. It's a humbling time. I haven't been able to celebrate yet, but one day we'll <laughs> celebrate. We you know, certainly will. We certainly, certainly will. Uh, nothing to celebrate yet is the way I look at it. There's nothing to celebrate yet until everything's open and we're actually doing some good. Um, until That's then, it. there's nothing to celebrate. So we'll Just keep, keep pushing forward. That's it. Forging that path, Lou. Forging the path. All I'm right. really excited about today's show. Oh, I'm I am really too. I am. I'm show. really excited about talking to another podcast. And the can of mom. I mean, I think this is great. A whole show devoted to uh, being a mom and a cannabis user. So uh, and it's a I'm popular gonna... show. Let's throw that. You know, now we're actually yeah. crossing, we're crossing. We're we're now crossing sectors because as we get more podcast hosts and social media influencers to come on to where we do live, we do live. Uh, right. Blueberry show. Um, we do live radio, and that's always exciting to see the cross sectors of media because we don't necessarily do social media very, very, very heavily in that podcast side of it. No, and it's nice no. to have the podcast individuals over. Maybe they'll invite us onto their shows. Um, okay, <laughs> I don't know what we could talk about being can of moms, but uh, I am. <laughs> we could talk about dad. being can of dudes. That's right, can of dad, dad and a can of dude. That's right. You know, um, I do understand the trials and tribulations of, and this is something that a lot of cannabis users, smokers and tokers, and however you want to call yourself, deadhead, whatever it is, uh, there are tons of things that we all intersectionally have to oh, deal yeah. with. And a lot of it is being a parent. Um, yeah, there, that's big. A lot of, yeah, that's a, how many times you'll see now at a dead show, um, at a dead and cold show, parents with their kids and kind of passing yep, that legacy yep. along. You start seeing them at Wormtown, but this is what, what's been going on for 40 years almost, you yeah. know? So 
Our generation. That's right. That was our generation being raised in those atmospheres. And now we're getting the same thing. So I'm very excited about that opportunity to speak to the Catamom and uh and our good friend um Kristen. Kristen Sousa. Yep. So oh, all right. So let's start with Joyce. Joyce Gerber is an attorney, advocate, and writer. She brings her exceptional organizational skills, patience, and compassion to the emerging cannabis industry. She is the creator and host of The Cannamom Show, where she's using her unique voice to change the narrative around cannabis and caregiving. When not advocating for cannabis normalization, Joyce is active with many community and civic organizations in Cambridge, Massachusetts, where she lives with her husband, children, pets, and several students from the Berkeley School of Music. In her spare time, she has managed a rock band, ran for local political office, and she likes to create beautiful quilts for friends and family. Joyce has degrees from Northeastern University, Tufts University, and Connecticut College. When asked to describe his mom, her son Josh said, she's a force to be reckoned with. Well, I want to talk to that force to be reckoned with. Joyce, how are you? Mm, I can't hear you. Oh, there you go. Am I there? There you are. There? All right. I have a podcast. Use my mic in a while. I forgot to turn on. Hello. Come on now. <laughs> I'm getting rusty. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you for you a so minute and then we'll up. bring Kristen in. I love it. I like your studio <laughs> there. So tell us, Joyce, about the Canna Mom show. What motivated you? What brought you from being just a Canna Mom to being a Canna Mom podcaster, broadcaster? Uh, like, thank you so much for letting me share my story on your show. Hi, Lou. Hi, Kristen. People I know. Um, so when I actually tell my own story, I always say cannabis is not my natural habitat. Um, if least likely in high school to be a stoner. It just wasn't my thing. <laughs> um, I came to it. You know, there's a pretty typical story of women my age. I just turned 58. You know, we grew up in that era. We were told to do everything. Sheryl Sandberg said to lean in, which we all did. We thought cannabis damaged our brain, so we drank wine, which doesn't make sense. And uh, <laughs> whatever. So that was sort of my well, understanding of it. Myth that wine was good for you, remember? Oh, Lordy, Lord. I could like yell across <laughs> my office, I'm stopping at the packy. And they'd be like, of course you are. But if I had said, I'm going to smoke a joint before I pick my kids up at daycare, I would have arrested myself. So, right. Yeah. Right. Big difference. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I call, um, I had a cannabis awakening, I call it in 2016. Um, you know, I had consumed cannabis before I used it with my friends, but it was always far away from the children and you felt weird about it and you didn't understand it, but you felt good. And then you drank your wine. So right. I went out 2016. I went to Denver with my husband for a tour, just a fun tour. <laughs> and I was brought to a dispensary and a grove facility. And I learned some of the history and um, I call it my cannabis awakening. Yeah. So when I came back to Massachusetts, my kids were teenagers. And the joke in our family is that I sat them down and I'm like, kids, everything I know about pot is wrong. They were like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Way to go, mom. <laughs> oh, no. Um, no, so I, get, I get that. I really do. Uh, <laughs> and I'm super excited to hear that you got that information out. West or in a legal state and you live in a legal state and now you're advocating for individuals within your community and sharing this information for those who may not know it. And so I come from a little bit of a different background where I, if, if somebody looked at me in high school, they would have said, you are the guy who's going to burn out stoner. 
Uh, you know, that was me. I was in high school. I smoked weed. I used cannabis. I was, I grew up in, in Spanish Harlem, uh, where I went to high school in Spanish Harlem. It was something that was very prevalent. It was more about don't do hard drugs. Uh, you know, oh, you're just smoking weed. That's cool. You're not doing crack or cocaine. That's that we appreciate you not doing crack or cocaine. Here's this blunt. Um, you know, and that was something that my community at the time was, they would have picked me out of a corner. They're like, this guy isn't going to do anything in his life. He's just going to smoke weed all day. Um, and lo and behold, that education that you said brought you to life and brought your cannabis awakening and sharing that is, is what we're all finding now. And you just taking that step to help educate others is huge because, you know, um, I truly do believe appearance goes a long way. And usually when it's a guy like me, kind of all roughed up looking the way I do, people don't normally um, like to listen as much. And this is something that's prevalent from, you know, there's famous doctors online that if they don't wear a lab coat, you know, then they're seen completely different. But why would they have to wear a lab coat while giving a presentation? You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I do say my natural habit, you know, I, I, I play tennis. I wear pearls. I am a lawyer by training. So I can right. walk, and I, I literally don't have any tattoos. Not yet. So I just <laughs> I walk into meetings and I feel like people just by my presence are like, oh, maybe this is something we don't know about. And and the stories are very powerful. Like, you know, you guys are on radio. You tell stories and the women who are sharing these stories are very brave. And these are the stories, these tight knit personal stories, the one on one healing stories that are changing hearts and minds, because it's really just hard to change what you believe. And I have a friend who always says um, ideas, ideas are like kids. You always like your own the best. So people right. feel like they need to come to this on their own, which I think is the power of these healing stories is that someone who is really against it and really believes whatever they believe and they see someone they love change and get better. And they're like, well, maybe, maybe I could be wrong. Maybe. And that begins, I think the journey, but it's not, not, I don't think most people just like start looking for it on their own. Right. Right. No, it usually just happens uh, to people. Either they get a medical il illness and they, they uh, decide to start using cannabis because regular medical things aren't working or they get an awakening like you, you know, they start getting educated. They start seeing some of their friends may start having good results with it. They start reading about CBD. So there's a lot of new ways for people to come to cannabis. And I think that's great. And I think the fact that you have that niche, especially to can of moms, because I know there are a lot of women out there who have been using cannabis who have had difficulties with actually DCF once they found oh, yeah. out that they were cannabis users, you know, all these different things that let's say somebody like a, a guy like me doesn't realize that a woman has to deal with, especially while being pregnant, especially while raising kids at any moment, you know, if your neighbor reports you because they smell cannabis or whatever, even though now legally it has, gotten a little bit better because it's legal but it's they still can an issue. report you that yeah that there's still an issue and, and I, I was I, think... I, I was a family law attorney at some point so i do understand like getting dcf or getting children's services involved is actually different than having a law yeah. involved because you'd no almost rather rules. have cops 
Well, exactly. So the once your child is in, once they, there's a report or something's going on. So I, I am not, it's called the Canna Mom Show. I don't call myself the Canna Mom. The right. Canna Moms are really these women across the country who I've met, like Kelly Osborne out in California, who's got the Canna Mommy in, down in Florida. And the women who are taking real risks to heal their children, mostly, mm-hmm. sometimes healing themselves. That's and they're out there advocating, talking about this bravely, openly, because I still know there's problems and things you know, especially if you're a poor woman of color, if you do something that they don't seem to understand, you know, you're going to get in trouble, even like giving birth, uh, Kara Crab Burnham up here in nice. Massachusetts. Good. I one was, yeah, one of the first yeah. Canada moms I ever met. She tells a story, you know, she's a, mm-hmm. a lovely human being out there doing her thing. She was using cannabis for medical conditions when she was pregnant. She took off herself off all of the medication except for the cannabis, was mm-hmm. completely open about it, had a whole backup plan, but she figured out that it was a policy in the hospital where she was giving birth that required her meconium to be tested. And she mm-hmm. had that policy changed in that yep. one hospital. So often the thing is these mothers need something and they yep. aren't, you know, we're a force to be reckoned with. And she just figured this out and yeah. she made that, um, that effort on behalf of herself, but also for a lot of other women who are going to be delivering in that hospital yeah. in the future. Yeah. Kara is actually coming on the show uh, next week. Oh, she's got a big uh, symposium coming up. She's been talking about that's, it for months. That's what she's going to be talking about. Uh, exactly right. Mm-hmm. But Karen and I used to work together at the Northeastern Institute of Cannabis, and we were working together at that time. And I remember when she went through that, and she was hell-bent on changing that law, and it was a very difficult thing for her. But I was so proud of her because she kept up the fight, you know, and, and it was, you know, it was my, a groundbreaking thing. And, but that's who Kara is. You know what I mean? That's just, if you know her, that's who she is. She is not afraid to take risks and uh, no, and she's coming on next week. So thanks for mentioning her. She's a great Kara, friend and a plug. great Give friend. A of show. <laughs> I want to bring Kristen in a little bit because mm-hmm. I know that Kristen is also a can of mom. And um, she also works with you. A lot of people don't know that. So uh, Kristen Souza is a Connecticut cannabis advocate, marketing specialist for Beth Waterfall Creative and the founder of Sugarleaf, a hybrid boutique located in Middletown, Connecticut. Kristen focuses on breaking the stigma around cannabis consumption, particularly as it pertains to women, mothers and parents through education, events advocacy and by harnessing the power of social media. Kristen, welcome to the discussion here. Welcome to the show. Uh, You've been a guest before, but it's always nice to see you again. Hello, guys. Are you muted? Are you all, you're muted. You're muted. I am muted. Hi. That's rare. (laughs) Off to a great start. (laughs) So, Kristen, uh, you are also a can of mom, right? I, I, I still can't hear you. I just heard you a minute ago. I don't know. It's the headphones probably. But as she continues to fix that, I want to do <laughs> give a shout out to some of the events that she does. Because yesterday, I was sitting in a smoke session with some individuals. And mm-hmm. um, somebody brought up the question. They said, hey, have you ever been to Sugar Leaf? And I was like, you know what? I know that woman. And oh, I was at this event. I was like, you please tell me about this event because I am quite, I'm excited that somebody out in the world, one might say, brought up your store and it was a pumpkin painting uh, event, I believe. Maybe you could tell me more about it, but that was the gist of it. Hey, really awesome. This awesome woman, it was a great store. It was out in Middletown. 
And I was like, oh, she's a friend of our shows. We love her. And <laughs> it was very empowering. It was very empowering the way they spoke of you and really did um, highlight what you had going on and you as an individual. And that's something that we love to share. And, you know, you could, people can come down there. If you're in Connecticut, just go right down to your shop. You're open six days a week. You're, you're, you're there all the time. If, the, if they come down, they get to see you. They get to have the conversation with you. And you have a ton of great products there that empower so many people. Oh, thank you. I'm hoping you can hear me now, finally. Yes? All right, good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Yeah, awesome. we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you now. All right, good. Well, that's so cool. Honestly, there's like honestly nothing better than hearing like, you know what I mean? Like you want people out in the world talking about you in a good way. So that's really cool. Um, that was last fall. I've been doing events roughly one a month ever since I opened. Um, so they, you know, like last October, I did something with pumpkin painting. We've done tarot card reading. Um, potting succulents things like that and they were always cannabis friendly but I always said you don't have to consume to come but if you do you're more than welcome to to do what you need to do here and we'd set up like a private smoking space right out front or something like that if it was non-combustibles in the store so that's really cool I'm excited about that that's great and and speaking of that we were talking about this earlier you have another event coming up this weekend as well yes. uh, in Middletown tell us a little bit about that it seems like it's going to be a large something big yeah, no, that I am very excited about. Um, so the city of Middletown, downtown business district, I'm a part of that based off of my location. And it encompasses most of Main Street and some of the commercial side streets. So College Street is one of them. And they had some initiative a couple of months ago where you could submit an idea for an event that would involve local businesses, artists, small vendors that would just draw folks inside and outside of the city to come in and just get to see what Middletown has to offer. Um, so I submitted an idea for a block party and it was approved, um, which is always good when the city approves your event. So we are doing that. Um, it's this coming Sunday, the 20th from one to seven. Um, so first shout out to the sponsors. So the, the downtown business district, uh, Better Ways LLC is a sponsor. Nice. Cool. Uh, Chill by Day CBD and Venue Flower Collective. So we've got a couple of good folks sponsoring it. Um, DJ Stephanie Stardust, she owns Royal Beats DJ. She'll be doing DJing on College Street. And then over on Court Street, Clay Cola World Coffee is also partnering up with us. Um, so they've got a DJ over on their side as well. So we've got music on the two parallel streets. Um, there's going to be tarot card readings, sound healing sessions, a bunch of cool vendors. Um, Cake Batter and Roll will be doing food as well as the nutrition spot, which is the top of College Street. So we've really got a lot of cool like local businesses and also like artist vendors. So it should be great. It's the first annual. We'll do it again next year. So this is the first time. Wow, this is cool. And you you submitted that idea, huh? I did. Yes. <laughs> and you, you and now it's going to give a shot. So business owner, so business owner, event coordinator, full time mother, <laughs> uh, wrangler of, of pets, uh, wrangler of people, uh, eighteen personal assistant jobs. to people. What, Personal assistant, marketing person has helped me out personally a thousand times in my business. Big shout out to you because you really do do that. You you are a professional in your craft. And that's something that I think that you've shown off by just attracting the people you have. I met you through social media and you have really pushed out heavily in that avenue. And you're very, I don't want to say very successful, but because you have put in so much work 
to get where you are and it shows real results. I just want to give that to where do you find time to do all this stuff? Seriously. <laughs> it, it's the cannabis. It's the cannabis. Coffee. It's the cannabis. Sativa. Sativa, huh, Kristen? Long hits and coffee. <laughs> that's it. The hippies, that's your, that's your, um, hippie memoir. speedball, baby. All right. <laughs> so uh, now you two guys uh, also kind of linked up, right? This is how I connected with you. Joyce was through Kristen. Um, and you guys are both moms, sort of on different sides, ends of the spectrum. Um, Kristen, from your perspective, um, what's it like to be a mom? Have you run into difficulties from the neighbors, from the people at the PTA, at the school? Or, you know, what's it like raising a child um, and being a mom and an entrepreneur as well? So not only that, being in the business. So I'll take it one step further. Also add in there to shout out, Kristen has a college age child as well. So she's giving the, she's giving those speeches. Don't add to the population. Don't subtract to the population. <laughs> don't do things that are going to get you locked up. Don't get other people locked up. She's like giving real life advice to people that can do real life things. So right. yeah, I'm excited to hear this. <laughs> That's great. Great segue. I always so. ask the, you know, <laughs> why not? Yeah, so with that, I'm bringing my daughter back to college tomorrow. She is going into her senior <laughs> year of college. <laughs> she will be 20 in October, um, and her little sister is 10, going into fifth grade. So I've got a huge span. You got of, you got a real. <laughs> yeah. So when people ask me, it's what it was two like, generations you're dealing with realistically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and it was different with both. <laughs> like with the older one, with Michaela, we'll joke about it. I've very much kept everything a secret and I mean everything until she like stumbled upon my bong in high school you know so that was different. like that, that was a whole different conversation with Michaela because I worked in insurance so I had like the desk job with my you know my linen pants and my flats and she had no idea what his mom was up to you know um whereas with Brianna she was in kindergarten or first grade when the pandemic hit and that's when I lost my job and opened the store and so she's just been with me a lot <laughs> um, right. so I've been a lot more open um she's at the store so she hears me having conversations with people she's I mean she's not right this very second but lots of times she's like in the corner when I'm doing radio shows or interviews so she hears me just talking freely about things so it's been very different with the two generations. And I think that kind of speaks to just the yeah. change in culture and acceptance over time. I was very scared to admit I did anything with Michaela, whereas now I'm like, you know, on project graduation and the PTO, just like, hey. Right. <laughs> and, the, and the legal aspect of it wasn't in play 10 years ago. It was still illegal. You right. know? So you were basically, you know, then you, you were worried about the DCF and all that other kind of stuff, right? That's you know? really even still, even still with it being oh, legal, absolutely. much like alcohol, your neighbor deems it to be too much, it can become problematic for you. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Cool. And that's some of the stuff. Now, do you have guests, Joyce, do you bring guests onto the show? Or is it more of a, a solo podcast? Oh, I no, it's, all about, it's all about the women. I'm sharing the stories of the women who are building this new industry. So I hear all the stories. And you know, it ranges. It goes from like um, AC Moon out in the West Coast of um, up in uh, California, Humboldt County. Right. <laughs> you know, she when she was doing the growing back in the day, her son was, you know, she had to hide because her son couldn't know what she was doing. And they were like put into right. like 
you know, Woods and her son doesn't want anything to do with it to the can of moms I talked to today who it's completely normalized. You know, they have um, an understanding with their spouse. Like they know that this is how they're consuming. They're not hiding in the bathroom and their kids know what this is. Mm -hmm. You know, now we're going to the next level of, um, uh, you know, devices for parents, things like, you know, you do want to keep your product secure. You can't trust your children. They'll get into your shit. I just how they are. And, you know, and you want it to, but you, but you also want to make this seem normal. You don't want to seem like something that's like a lockbox and a key and like a, you know, graphite aluminum, you know, like you want it to be personable and pretty. So there are the next generation of design elements are lock boxes that can be like, you know, with your finger, you can open it so it can just pop mm. open and the person who needs it, it doesn't have to be an unlock thing and just normalizing it within your culture of your own home. I mean, we don't even know what culture is. It's just what's around us. So right, we live right. in this space for so long where culturally it was told to us it was so dangerous you had to go to jail for a joint and we absorbed that and we believed it and that's what we saw and now we're reversing it by using culture to say look it's really fine we exist we're good here the moms are good we're not drunk and falling down we're healthy and 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 we like our children more when we consumed a little cannabis and we're not so (laughs) pissed off and when they talk about the psychoactive stuff like (gasps) i don't want to get high (gasps) psychoactive psychoactive means it impacts your mood and behavior moms and sometimes you don't like your kids so take a little hit you'll like your kids and you'll feel better that's psychoactive that is psychoactive right <laughs> right, right right well and and what do you think I, drink, drinking isn't one. psychoactive your brain you know, i mean come on give me a break um well, alcohol is psychoactive but it's the idea absolutely. of like what Psychoactive simply means it impacts your mood and behavior. Sugar yeah. is psychoactive. Yeah. Caffeine Can- is caffeine. psychoactive. Uh, nicotine. Everything, everything is psychoactive, but we've sort of like, we've treated cannabis like it's plutonium. And this whole idea of getting high, everyone's so afraid of getting high. Right, right. Again, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. But they don't even understand what they're saying when they mean they don't want to get high. So that is kind yeah. of the message we keep trying to shift that it's, you know, I'm all for CBD products. All sorts of things work for me, but Sometimes this is a magical plant. Sometimes you need the THC. That's yeah. just the truth yeah. of it. So yeah, this is this is one of those things. Enjoy. It's like you probably interact with a lot of individuals <clears throat> that have had to go through the system in some way or not. Um, so I was arrested for cannabis, uh, for growing cannabis, and my wife at the time was now my ex-wife. Bless her heart. She she. Was it was amazing? She's an amazing soul for putting through what I, you know, the laws at the time with cannabis. And she was a cannabis user, and she ended up stopped using cannabis. That was her choice. Now she doesn't use cannabis anymore. But we went through a year and a half of child. She, she, I don't know what it's called now. DCF is what it was called in our space. And so um, we went through that process, and it was a twice a week inspection of our home. And twice a week, they came in, they inspected our home, and this had nothing to do with my ex-wife at the time, and it had everything to do with what I was going through. But they put her through the ringer the exact same way they put me through the ringer. And these are ju- these are traumas that end up happening generationally, because when they raided my house, they raided my house with my wife and children in the house. And it was something that, oh, man, we didn't find what we were looking for. But, oh, he's got a couple plants in the basement behind a locked room. I had a couple plants in the basement behind a locked room where my children never got into or anything. And it was they put her through that same ringer. And, you know, you probably hear so many of these stories and it's it's foreign to so many different people. But it's such a real thing. 
And mm-hmm. you know, you said you practice law. Like, were those some of the examples that would come before you? Or I mean, like, so what, I, wor- I, wor- I worked. I mean, I was. I worked. I mean, I'd, I was family law, so I, you know, I ended people's marriages. But you know, there were always issues of how are you going to represent your client and what are you going to use against them for whatever. You know, I mean, it's a mean game, really. <laughs> it really is, and 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 so, that could be so a it, big that- weapon. That could be a big weapon. And I didn't understand. But this is all about education, re-education, culture. You know, you're just I don't I the reason cannabis is illegal in the first place is so bad. Yeah. Let's not <laughs> and, get uh, into that. It's but but again, scam. but but again, there are, you know, there are laws in place and because policy and policies, even going back to Kara Crab, there are policies mm-hmm. and laws in place that were created for God knows what reason, because whoever whispered into the ear of the politician created this scenario, and then they have to be enforced. We have law enforcement. That's kind of how the system works. And these laws are on the book for whatever bad reason, and they're just enforcing them, which is tragic. So these stories and women who are coming up in this era and are trying to change the way this narrative is being told are fighting it back against some of these policies and these laws to explain that this is not the truth. If you are using cannabis, you are not harming your children. The law and family right. law is always about in the best interest of the children. Not that we ever dearly do that, but that is always the policy and that we are doing something in the best interest of the children we, when we have healthy mothers. And that is what we're talking about. Right. Right. And, and, you know, you know, I grew up in the sixties and seventies, right. And cannabis was just, you know, some of the people were just starting to use it, but I remember how almost, um, it was the mothers in the neighborhood were using alcohol on a daily basis i mean i would go over and visit the kids in the neighborhood right hang out and go play with them their mothers would be drinking or popping volumes in the in the in the kitchen you know what i mean and they were more screwed up than anybody i've ever seen any mother i've ever seen who just used cannabis right so um you know it's amazing how the culture has now shifted Right. It's shifting. It's shifting because women like Kristen and the women I've talked to hundreds, hundreds of women across the country, around the world who um, are crushing that shame. They didn't even know where the shame came from. That's true. They like don't even understand why they have shame. And I met some women in Washington, D.C., these lovely ladies and whatever socialites, and they were getting gummies off the street because they found those worked for them. But one of them had not told her husband for a year. She was so ashamed that she did not tell her husband for a year that she was taking a gummy, which is really surprising to me. Right. I always thought the shame came from the smell or the idea that someone thought your right. eyes were red or whatever it was that people felt weird about. But just this idea that she was medicating herself in a way that was not necessarily understood by the establishment made her feel shame. And she had to get over that herself. Now, do you think, and, and both of you can answer this, do you think there is sort of a, a stigma or a shame that comes from society with being a mom and using cannabis. So in other words, if this woman had no children and she was never a mom, she was just a single lady, she probably wouldn't have been as guilty about using the cannabis or just say no kids. And she was married as she is as because of the of being a mom and using cannabis. Well, Kristen knows this and I know it's everything you do as a mom is criticized. No matter what you do, you can be <laughs> a great mom. You can be the worst mom. Whatever it is you do, right. things are just, right. you don't know. So I, I Whatever it, I, I'm kind of done. I'm not done, done, but my kids are 22 and 20, almost 25. I've achieved it. They've gone through college. They've survived. I've kept baby alive. Mm-hmm. And now I'm on the other side. I wish I consumed cannabis when they were younger 
here's the options that were given to me were alcohol, pharmaceuticals, or just suffer right. through it. That's the only thing you have as you're right, leaning in right. to have your full-time job. Unless you're, you're married together. Whatever it is, like you were expected to do all this, but there's some kind of shame in using cannabis, but not in pumping a pill and not in drinking a bottle of white wine. That was my point with the 60s yeah. and stuff. Right. But, anyway, but right. I think whatever it is you do, you get pushed back on. But the strengths of the women I know is that they've healed themselves with this plant medicine. And this is an industry full of healed women who want to go out and help others. That's really where they're coming from, which is different from a lot of other people who are trying to enter the industry. So I have a question as well now, I guess to piggyback off of that, because you because talk about a double stigma. And I, this is a, this is one of my own having an educational moment. Um, how many times do we glorify individuals from coming off of pharmaceuticals and using plant medicine to heal themselves as an individual? You guys actually take it and acknowledge it one step further that these women are also mothers. But they would feel they would get the shame if they said, hey, but I'm also a mom. But inherently, hey, you came off of pharmaceuticals or you did. So can you talk a little bit more about that? I know I'm not probably explaining it, but you're hope, I'm hoping you got you catch my drift. And I get the double stigma as if it was a guy and they're coming off of pharmaceuticals or, or alcohol because that's how they cope. That was their coping mechanism and transferring it over to cannabis, even if they were fathers, not seen the same way. But if as a woman where I'm, I'm completely getting this from you now. It's crazy. Like you said, everything you do is yeah, criticized. That was, a, that was an and open take, big light bulb for me too. Yeah, you guys just opened up the guys in the room's eyes to something <laughs> as well. And and it's crazy. And I, I would love if you elaborate on that a little bit more so that our guests understand this is a huge thing. You can go, Kristen. <laughs> yeah, like okay. um, well, you know, something that happens, you know, folks that come into the store, whether we're talking about them using THC cannabis products or just using CBD wellness products, there is a lot of misunderstanding and lack of education about what those products will do for them. So people will come in and they will say that they want to get off of pharmaceuticals or that they've noticed themselves drinking too much. And we kind of get into these conversations where I'll just share my anecdotal things. But it's just funny how as a society, we've normalized certain things that make us feel unhealthy, right? Like it's normal to have a glass of wine or a drink after work every day. It's normal to take a pill to regulate your system. But at the same time, it doesn't make us feel good because there's all these side effects. Right, um, right. So I think like the shame around it comes from just like that lack of education piece. And this is where I'll get on one of my like little mini rants here, but also representation mattering because in pop culture or like the average stone that you see, they're lazy, they're funny, they're goofy, but they're not someone that the average person necessarily sees themselves in. It's a funny, quirky character. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so that's part of it too. I, I do think that there's some like shame or, or whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, just like what I was saying with like my two kids, back when Michaela was little, I don't know if I ever would have even had these conversations with someone. I would have shut down immediately because like my own nervousness about, oh my God, my job and this and that. Whereas now I think we're a little bit more comfortable being like, hey, you want to talk about this too? And it depends on the circle you're in. You I, I was in a magazine talking about this. I mean, that's how public <laughs> See, Okay. So that's <laughs> great. That's great. Um, See, that's the difference. And I think you made a good point, Kristen. It depends on what circles you're traveling in. Yeah. And how comfortable, like, right, if you're hanging around with all the other cannabis warriors and the different people in the, if you're at a cannabis event, no. fine. 
But if you're at the PTA, you're at a, a school meeting, right? You kind of got to scan the room. You're really taking sure. one for the team admitting <laughs> it in that room. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Or, you know, if you happen to get invited to some socialite, you know, party or something, because it is a generational thing, but it's also how people are raised. Uh, even though cannabis is legal and yes, it's opening up, there are still people who would have that stigma, you know, and who you know, would have that shame. Yeah, I mean, I, people don't even realize it's legal yet, and I can't believe it, but every <laughs> week in my store, they'll ask, is it legal here? And granted, I get some Wesleyan foot traffic, so it's families of kids from out of state, but still, people don't realize where they can go to get it, where they can smoke it, whether it's legal. They don't even understand if the CBD is okay for them sometimes, so this oh. education piece like high level like i'm not talking like terpenes and strains i'm talking like can you smoke it here like we still need to push that out a little bit to be honest yeah 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 you know, no, and, and again true. it kind of comes back to our traditional medical facilities doctors and nurses can't really talk about this and and I talk about this on both ends of life. My mother passed a few years ago, so I saw how it worked on that end. And then mothers on the other end whose doctors do not understand how this can help them, especially with like nausea in the morning or other things that they're going through. And then right. at the other side, you know, they we pharmaceutical people to death just to keep them calm when we could actually give them things that were relieving them and giving them homeostasis. And then, you know, and then, you know, psychedelics is the whole other level. Helping but, them, right. Yeah. But again, this is like once we have, we don't have any, but we've shown my own mother's issues, which are like so many, is that she, her own doctor didn't talk about it. She nope. was afraid of how it interacted with her other pharmaceuticals. I don't know anything about the human body. So even though I was recommending it, I can't really talk about it. So if you don't have the people you trust talking about how you're caring for your body, explain it to you. I think it's, that's another really hard divide to come over for people who want to use this yeah. for health and wellness. Yeah, no, it is. Getting uh, past the medical community is a big hurdle. And I think um, not, this is a good chance to shout out Kiber, uh, Kiber, uh, Kiber Bolden. She's our, she's one of our OG partners, great friend, has a license here in the state, really pushing. She was on the to, show way in the back, way back in the exactly. day. So and a mom herself. She is, she's a prime example of that. And as a nurse, she's able to really patch that, that leeway. And she's done that for a lot of us. And I, and we keep going back, you know, we start thinking about it, you know, like you said, Sometimes I'm a father of two. I have a 12 year old and a 10 year old. Um, so sometimes them kids, they get a, they get a little, get a little bit on the nerves there. And, you know, um, maybe a joint or a bong rip or an edible helps, helps the medicine go down. And uh, I can say, at least from my experience, I have really been the Lego architect of my family <laughs> under the influence of a cannabis item or two. And I can tell you, them kids love those three hours of Legos with dad. They're like, pop, you let us eat everything. We had dinner. We played Legos for four hours. Boy, this was a great day. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's pretty cool. <laughs> So, yeah, that's true. To help you relax with your kids, to spend some and, and good all, quality time. Yeah, all they want is your attention. That's the truth of it. And then once you spend attention to them, they'll run away and they'll leave you alone. But if you yeah. can never get to that space in your head because you have a thousand million things running through and you know there's a list, like that was always my thing. I got to get through the list. I got to get through the list. I got like, you go, go away. I've got to get through the list. And I should have stopped for an hour or maybe 45 minutes, had myself a little hit and sat down and played Legos or done a puzzle because I really was never that play mother. I was just like yeah. always... I was always go, going. Go, go. 
Right. But they, right. Well, you yeah, know, yeah. I kept them alive. They're fine. They're fine. <laughs> but it, it seems like it. DCS <laughs> hasn't gotten you right. So we got about five minutes left and I want to give both of you some time to plug what you're doing. We can start with you, Joyce. Tell us when the show uh, is put out there, what your YouTube, all your social, how people can watch the show. Maybe if we have some cannon moms out there, how they can contact you to be a guest on the show. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, my friend Christian is helping me this season. We are launching season five, season five wow. of the Gender Mom Show. I know. We're uh, in five, too. Coming out uh, middle of September, we release a new show every Thursday. So I believe the first show is sometime around September 14th, something yes. give or take great. around there. Um, we are always looking for great guests. Reach out to me. All my socials, everything is the Canna Mom Show. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on YouTube. I think I'm on Pinterest. I could be on Facebook and you can find the show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast or just go right to my website. I have my all all four past four seasons up there. Some great guests like Kibra, like Kara, like a lot sure. of the women I've been talking about across the country, around the world. I'm still missing women from kind of the middle of the state. I don't know if you can see behind me. I have like a little map. Middle of oh, state okay. ladies. I've got almost every state. Call me if you're listening. And um, you mean the middle of the country. I mean, middle of the country. Sorry, middle of the country. <laughs> Um, I got, I got the a lot code. of legal states there. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole the middle, the you know, the middle part. So reach out to me and I would love to talk to your stories. And, you know, together we're going to, you know, change the narrative around cannabis and caregivers, because that's really where we're our mission. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, I want to thank you for uh, you. You really educate me today a lot. And I really appreciate that. There were so many things else that we could have covered like uh, moms who want to just have their children being allowed to use cannabis in states where it's not legal. Oh, and then, I, and, then, and, the, and, the, and the stories of the moms, the medical moms. I just did a great yeah. story. Um, I'm in a book called Courage and Cannabis. The second volume just came out. And there's a there woman, um, Amy Carter, in there who has a son who's autistic. Her story is a miracle. He was so he, he was so difficult to take care of when he was younger that they told her she had to institutionalize him. And she found cannabis on her own. A lot of these women, they found it out of desperation and they're stopping that. This is their mission. They figured yeah. it out for their own child and now they're out there advocating. So nobody else has to go through what they go through and it doesn't cure everything. I understand that, but it has to be a tool in the toolbox. So Amy Carter's story is really amazing. Her son is 16 now. He's out there advocating for cannabis for children in medical use. So you know, it's yeah. That's it's a, a it could be a, it could be a, it could be a lonely road. But again, these moms, these can of moms, who I'm talking about, they are really forging this because when you're a mom, you do things you just never thought you would ever do. Exactly. And this this is what's kid, happening yeah. to these women. Yeah, yep. yeah. For your kids. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And I, again, we thank you for what you've been doing. Looking forward to listening to the show. Everybody, go out there and listen to the Can of Mom show. Now, Kristen, tell us a little bit about uh, what you got going on and how people can find you. Where to find me? Um, on Instagram, it would be sugarleaf underscore CT. That's the business page. Um, and so that's the retail storefront. And I also do kind of brand consulting, marketing, and public relations for folks that are either ancillary or with provisional kind of working their way into the licensing in Connecticut. Um, so my website is sugarleafct.com. And the event this Sunday, August 20th. So it's downtown Middletown, 1 p.m. to 7 p.m., free to attend all ages. There are definitely going to be tons of kids there. Um, so it should be a great time. So 
Excellent. Excellent. Thank you both for coming on. Um, I have some news. Cannabis Corner Radio is now on Transistor.fm. So we are being broadcast on another platform. I just got the word today. So thank you, Harry, for linking that up. Um, Lou, you got any last words? Your event this weekend, too, is at the Captain's Cove. From what time to what time? Uh, it's 12 to 5. Just stop down. The Something Wolfie crew will be out there doing the whole thing. I will be popping in and out of the state, all over the place, kind of stopping. But um, you're going to both, right? Yeah, I am going to both. So there'll be a flyer there <laughs> where you can just scan the QR code. This really awesome marketing person made. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be able to see those at certain locations, uh, ancillary shops and different websites and stuff like that. So hopefully, and it's just to get on the newsletter uh, as everything opens up at Stanford. Bridgeport, New Haven, and whatever else happens to join the Nautilus Botanicals Webop family. So excellent. Excellent. Stay happy. Lou. Stay happy. And that's Nautilus Botanicals, Wepa Farms. You can find Lou all over uh social media. And uh we'll catch you both all both this weekend. I'll be around. So hopefully I'll see you both. Uh as far as yes, I'm sir. concerned, at Joe the Weed Guy on all socials or at Green Haven Media. Cannabis Corner Radio on Facebook. We love you all. Thanks for coming. Thank you to the Cannamom Show. Thank you to Kristen and Sugarleaf. We will see you all next week. Until I got high <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom But then I got high uh, My room is still messed up And I know why Why, man? Yeah, hey, cause I got high Because I got high Because I got high I was gonna go to class Before I got high Come on, y'all Check it out uh, I could've cheated And I could've passed but I got high. Uh, uh, la, da, I'm da, taking da, da, it da. next semester, and I know why. Why, <laughs> man? Why? Yeah, hey, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Uh. I was gonna go to court yeah. before I got high. <laughs> uh. I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wouldn't. They took my whole paycheck And I know why Why, Hey, cause I got high Because I got high Because I got high